rules. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast in 12 more than there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. You're... <laughs> okay, but seriously... Welcome to OK But Seriously. Personally, I've lost count of what uh, what episode we're up to these days. Is it 25 or 26? 26. I actually had to check. I, I checked my notes from last week for like what last week's episode was. Yeah. Um, instead of just going on to like, in, like Spotify and checking what episode we're up to because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> so yeah, it's only 26. Um, 25 was in fact last week. So we're like, What's 26 is six months worth of episodes, so. That's not bad. Well, considering we pushed five out straight away, I'm feeling pretty successful at this at the moment. Consistency (laughs) is key. Consistency is key. We've done, like, yeah, six months straight of episodes, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, and uh, for those wondering why the quality of the audio might be a bit bad, um, Steph's in lockdown at the moment. Yeah, so this is our first episode that we haven't been together to record. We're actually on a Zoom call, um, doing things the old school run away because <laughs> Brisbane decided to shit the bed. Yeah, so Brisbane's gone into lockdown. We had one uh, one of the UK strands get confirmed in one of our hotel lockdowns and all of a sudden it's three days where I've been stuck inside the same four walls. It's fun. It's so good. you've got, what are we talking? You've got two hours and not 39 minutes to go. Yes, precisely. <laughs> two hours and 39 minutes. And then at 6.01, are you going to just like run outside and just like, is that the plan? No, I'm actually going back to Crab tonight. Crab Manor, oh, martial arts. Right. So it's reopening tonight like ASAP Rocky. Yes, except we're going to go in with face masks. So I'm going to beat the shit out of people with face masks on, but it's all right. We'll get there. Yeah, see, I'm pretty glad the Gold Coast didn't like go into lockdown. Like it was, work was really quiet, but obviously I still had work. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like checking IDs for like Brisbane lights, like postcodes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you, I went to the cricket last night and dead set anyone from Brisbane could have gone. They did not check at all. It was a hundred percent honesty policy. Oh, like, shit. Unless there was like some sort of thing on the highway where they stopped you like the border crossing, but that would have been really like to, to set that up for three days would have been pretty hard. And expensive. And, like, but yeah, I, mean, I feel like they would. But that being said, Brisbane's been pretty quiet. Like people have really been listening this time. I think no one wants another lockdown, which is nice. That's good. It's good mm-hmm. that that's the case. So yeah, well, I guess it was kind of like forced in a way as well. Like everything shut because three yeah. days is not so dramatic for everything to shut. So yeah, although panic buying was a thing again. Um, yeah. Sick. I was yeah. about to ask that. Do you have toilet paper? I mean, I'm, I'm on one last roll, but I refuse to go out and buy more right now because I don't want to look like a dickhead. Yeah. So you're going to what, just wipe your hand with, wipe your ass with your hand after that or what's No, I'm just praying that it lasts, you know, like I've got, I've got two and a half more hours. (laughs) Let's hope you don't get explosive diarrhea in the next two and a half hours. Fuck you, you go to jinx it, man. It's like saying, I hope it doesn't rain. What are you doing to me? I mean, I'm here for Murphy's Law. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> oh, man. I want a little bit of... I know you've been in lockdown, but I want a dating update from you. Have you been doing anything? A dating update? 
Yeah, what's going on with you? Nothing is going... Man, I don't mean to sound crude, but I'm as dry as a nun's vagina at the moment. And I know you are against me saying that. I disagree with that because I think a nun's vagina would be quite wet. But anyway, moving <laughs> on. No, I've, I'm, I'm committed to God now. Um, I'm full abstinence unwillingly. No, I'm just not... That is, yeah. I know that I'm meant to be the new podcast tool, but it's just not working out for me. So you're just celibate? A little bit. Boring. I mean, so like, boring. me, myself, and I, but other than that. <laughs> but a bit of well, I had a, an interesting situation last week and I, I think I spoke to you about this before it happened. Before so, it happened, all right. Yeah. So last Monday after we recorded the podcast, oh, wow. Hello, computer making loud noises. Um, last Monday after we recorded the podcast, I went to the gym to train um, with my man because he is training to be a PT. We're using me as a case study. So he's put me on like a um, diet plan and that kind of stuff. So we went to the gym together just so he could like, so we could really get a grasp on how heavy I could lift if I had a spot. Yes. Um, so we went to the gym together and we were finished training or whatever. And I was just kind of like stretching out up against a wall. Cause my hammies have been super tight. So I've been like laying on the floor with my legs up against the wall. So I'm just like laying there and this chick comes over cause we were fucking around a little bit. So this chick comes over and she's asked him to help her do something. Cause he's quite tall. So to help her like get, like a band over and things so she could do chin-ups all that kind of stuff and he comes back to me and sits down and he goes that's my new girlfriend now <gasps> mind you yes we haven't official like at this point we haven't officially solidified anything yeah but so i i could see the look on his face i was like i know what you're trying to do here and you can't do it today and i stopped him I stopped him dead in his tracks. I was like, you can't do it today. Because last Monday, after we recorded the podcast, it was the 4th of January. The 4th of January was my anniversary with my ex. Oh, yes. That's right. Yes. So I was like, no, you can't do this. So I literally stopped him dead. This is the third time I've stopped him doing it. Well, like, well, <clears throat> maybe deep down you're just looking for excuses. No. Or why don't you just, like, erase the day? Well, so... The, so the first time, the first two times was just jokes on my behalf. And then, cause then after I told him the other day, I was like, we can't do it today because like, that's fucked. Um, so then the first two times I cracked jokes cause like my birthday's the end of November. Yep. Like we literally like started seeing each other the day before my birthday. My birthday's the end of November. Then you roll into Christmas and you roll into new year. So I just cracked a joke. His birthday's the start of February. And then you have Valentine's Day. So I just cracked a joke that this is the most poorly timed relationship in the history of relationships. <laughs> and he can't, like, if we have an anniversary that falls around Christmas or my birthday or his birthday, like, we're fucked. Yeah. So we're just going to keep casually dating for the next six months until, until it hits August. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just have a June, July anniversary just to, like, fill a gap. Um, <laughs> but realistically, we're definitely married at this point. Yeah, so Towards the point where you're exchanging presents at that point every month all year round. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. otherwise it's going to be just like, it's going to be like a heavy hit on like exchanging presents and like wanting to be around each other and all that kind of shit that like, we're not going to get anything done. Yeah. So I stopped him making it official again. Again. 
Well, you'd want to hope that deep down it's not your subconscious being like... It's not because like every day, like it's gotten to a point now where it's like easier to just refer to him as my boyfriend than like yeah. dance around the fact that like... You're like whatever. together, your mum and dad. Yeah. Yes. Because we are like, it's, we're fully together and that's fine. Um, and he's doing the same thing. That's him right there that's texting me. Can you hear that ding? <laughs> yes, on I your can hear you. Yes. It's really annoying because I... I can't get rid of it without muting the computer and then I won't be able to hear you. Well, then best um, you tell him to fuck off then. I'm just going to not reply to them. That's how yeah. I'm going to work. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're very much like together, but it's this awkward phase of like the timing is impeccable right now that yeah. it's like his birthday's in a month, but it'll like, it'll probably fall in like mid-January to be fair. A couple so, weeks. There you go. Well, my dating life is obviously, I know we touched on this already, but um, you remember how we spoke a, lot, a couple of weeks ago, how something about being not available makes everyone think that they can try and talk to you? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I've got a running joke in my house with, um, with my housemate and it's because um, I walk to the gym and I walk across the bridge to the gym and I'll have both headphones in and I'll look like shit and people still try to stop and talk to me. And I went out the other day in lockdown. I went to go to the shops and for a little bit of a walk because I had to get outside. And I had a face mask on. No makeup on, face mask on, headphones in. I'm walking with a pace because I've got places to be, right? I'm walking with intent. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I have places to fucking be. We are not wandering today. And the joke when I left was, oh, at least no one will try and talk to you today because they can't see your face. All right? Yep. Three. Three men on my walk very brisk walk like didn't stop but began approaching me and speaking and you you kind of do that thing at that point where i've got headphones in so i can't hear them but i can see them and you're making eye contact and you're looking forward and you're walking away and you just like kind of walk past them because you don't want to stop and talk and then you're doing that thing where you like look over your shoulder and make sure that no one's following you because you're super sus now you're like oh shit At least you got your headphones in so you can kind of like pretend you can't hear them and you don't know that they're talking to you. Yeah. Like that's a bonus. Um, I had a similar experience at the gym the other day. Like, again, we were at the gym together. We, we trained together like three times last week just for, for that purpose of him being able to watch me train and um, be there kind of thing. And we were at the gym together kind of in separate areas, just like I could use him if he was, if I needed to and that kind of stuff. And I have never been hit on in the gym before in my life. Never. Except for that, like, there was a time when I loosely dated one of the guys who worked there. Um, But, like, we chatted at, like, the desk, not in the gym. Like, I've never been hit on 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 the gym floor. Yeah. Um, And then we're at the gym together the other day, and it was pretty fucking obvious that I wasn't just, like, some random chick that he was with, like he was making comments on my ass and stuff. Like no PDA in the gym is the rule, but like it was pretty fucking obvious, like what the relationship between us was. And I still had guys like eyeballing me and like trying to talk to me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I've never, never once in my life been hit on in a gym until I'm actually like obviously taken. And the second you give off that like unapproachable, vibe all of a sudden they swarm right yeah it was stupid I was like this is fucking weird and then we cracked the joke of like um 
there was equal amount of people looking at him as well as looking at me because he's like in the gym lifting the heaviest out of anyone as well. So like yep. the yep. guys were like darting between him and me and like watching that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and then the second joke from that was he was the strongest person in the gym and I was the second strongest. Yep. <laughs> he went to look for a spot and everyone's lifting like less weight than me. And he was just like, I guess you're my best bet. Um, see. <laughs> well, so, um, that actually reminds me, there was something you said to me last week when we were together. And I want you to tell the story to everyone listening purely because I think it would be like a good little segue into, te- into today's topic. But yeah. do you remember the story you were telling me about the dude that drove the Maserati at the gym? Oh, yeah. Did I tell you that on the podcast? Though, no, or? you didn't. You told me off the podcast. I think you should tell it on the podcast. Okay. So um, I this is not my story. This is coming from Mr. Big. Yes. Um, I fucking can't stand that nickname. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. But so basically he went to the gym. There was a Maserati out the front with a certain number plate that was like, it was a personalized plate. So he remembered what the personalized plate was. And then he's in the gym and he was like, I'm going to figure out who owns that car. So he's in the gym and he's like narrowed it down to like X amount of people, whatever. And the name, whatever the, I can't even remember what it was, but whatever the name was on the number plate, like suggested he was um, like Indian or like something like Middle Eastern. Yeah. Um, so there's a guy in the gym with like, a, I can't remember what brand name, but let, let's just think a like expensive brand kind of like satchel thing that he's carrying around with him. Let's say Louis Vuitton for argument's sake. He's got like a, that satchel and he's got a branded t-shirt on um, for like his company. Yeah. And Mr. Big's gone, I reckon it's him. And then he's like sparked up a conversation with him and he's like, I have to ask what's the brand on your shirt and like starts talking about his business um, and he would, turns out he was an accountant and they started up a conversation because Mr. Big would like to start his own business and that kind of stuff. So they sparked up a conversation and he asked him what is the one thing that he would say is like a key to success. And the guy at the gym said, don't drink. Yeah. Plain and simple. That was his key to success. No drinking and no benders. It was specifically no benders, but then further on he said no drinking and that, that stuck with me because, like, we haven't been drinking. Well, he doesn't drink anyway um, for his training. But I haven't had, a, had any alcohol since probably my birthday. Yeah. I reckon. Or I may have had, like, one glass of wine at dinner since kind of thing. But, like, let's go, like, let's go mid-December somewhere. I haven't had a drink since mid-December. I reckon that's safe. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the key to success. Apparently it's not drinking. And see, the reason that stuck with me so much is I've obviously tried to do it before, before Christmas, I tried to stop drinking for a couple of weeks, failed miserably, just decided to get back on the bandwagon over my birthday, I think, or your birthday. Um, but no, I really like that because it's like right at the perfect time for me to stop drinking again, that you would have just happened to tell me that story. I don't know. Yeah. I think the universe works in funny ways. And I have since decided that I'm not going to drink any alcohol until next year. Oh, a whole year. A whole year. That's, that's my little jam. Uh, it was actually really funny. I had a dream last night that I had a mouthful of cider and I was really angry with myself <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> oh, I, I don't get upset with myself, but I hate when I have to taste a cocktail at work now. So I'm like, but I really don't want to. Yeah. 
No, so, like dream, you know, you know, when you have a dream that your partner cheats on you and you wake up really angry at them, that yes. was me in my sleep because I had cider. In my you dream, had a cider. I woke up and I was like, fuck, you're pathetic. <laughs> See where our, our thing is like, we'll do it if it warrants it. So like, um, you know, if we have to go to a friend's wedding or whatever, like an, an occasion where there's there's a celebration around it it warrants drinking because at the moment like nothing's really going on that warrants drinking like i didn't drink on new year's eve and i said this on the podcast we recorded for new year's i don't understand the whole like piss up around new year's eve like it's it's just another fucking day why do we need to use it as an excuse to get blind drunk like i think that's more an australian culture thing yeah that's true um but yeah so before we go into the topic though because that is a good segue into the topic but I would like to take a little diversion quickly yes we spend a lot of our time on this podcast um talking about negative traits in men um and encouraging female listeners to do better and expect more for themselves and all that kind of stuff so I wanted to take a minute to fluff up um, some healthy masculinity that I observed. Um, and hopefully he doesn't hear this and doesn't get a giant ego because of it. But um, there was there was a situation at the cricket last night. Um, and in any time I've been in a situation where um, I've been with a man and they've kind of tried to intervene into like what basically what happened is there was a there was a fight mm-hmm. um and any man i've ever been with if they were to try and intervene into a fight i would like shit my pants i was like they're either gonna start throwing hands and get kicked out yeah or they're gonna get stuck in the middle because they're a pussy ass bitch and they're gonna get punched in the face like <laughs> there's two options here so we're at the cricket there's a fight. It's like half t- It's half time, like changeover in the innings. Um, fireworks are going everything. There's a fight up further up from us. We were quite low in the, um, in the section. There was a fight up the top and the lady, the security lady um, was stuck in the middle of it. She was standing in between like these two boys um, having a go. They've got each other in headlocks, like rolling them down the yeah, body seat. Kind of thing. Yep. Um, so he's jumped up, Mr. Biggs jumped up and I've called him back. And then I realized I, I called him back and I instantly regretted it because I realized that he's the type of person that is going to actually probably help that situation. Yeah. So he's jumped up. He's kind of, his approach to it was to bro out with both of them. Um, talk them down and he ended up defusing the fight and it took the police about 10 minutes to get there. He ended up defusing the fight and getting them out of there. And there was like 20 people there and it was him that defused the fight. Um, And then I got the cops um, and got them to go up and whatever. And the right person got escorted out and all that kind of stuff. And I had a little moment of like, I don't know. Like I was super proud of him for the way he handled it. Um, and I felt, I felt like, yeah, it was a, it was a very masculine moment in the sense that he used his masculinity and his size and his, um, the way that he 
comes across, but he did it in a positive way. And it wasn't toxic. It wasn't, he didn't feel the need to buff up his chest and puff up his chest and get in there and, you know, throw hands and stuff. He just, his words like a big boy. Um, And yeah, I thought it was very, very refreshing to see. I thought to see that it still exists to see that it still exists. So I guess like a momentary pause and a momentary, like go men like that. (laughs) Cause you're still out there. Apparently Um, keeper, ladies and gentlemen, I happened to find one of them, which is kind of nice, but yeah. 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 So I was proud of him. That is a nice little proud moment. I actually had that conversation with, um, with a male friend of mine the other day, I said, you know, I kind of really appreciate that you're not all about toxic masculinity. Mm. I'm happy to sit there and share your feelings and emotions. And yeah. Yeah. It's just refreshing compared to some of the people I've dated in the past, you know? So I understand. What yeah. You're- One of the boys at work, um, his girlfriend outed him the other day for doing love like liking to do hair masks. Yeah. She went and bought a hair mask on the way to work and like showed him that she bought it and whatever. And he was like, don't tell the boys, don't tell the boys. Like, shh. And I was like, I don't think you realize how much clout that gets you with girls. Like it really does. Like, yeah, I'm like that, that is a positive thing to me. I'm like, if you can openly admit that you enjoy doing a hair mask with your girlfriend. Yeah. You're great. You're great. You're solid, mate. You're doing great. There was, there was a good couple of dozen of times in my, um, in my past relationship with my most recent ex, um, where we would do face masks together Yeah, and because he ha- he'd have like a full beard. So I would just do the face mask around like his head, his okay, cheeks, nose, the eyebrows. Yep. All of it. And he'd just be like this brown beard and then this green face. <laughs> and I love no face masks for him. <laughs> yeah. It was very, uh, it was very, uh, refreshing down to earth mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've got that uh, little pro men chat out of the way, uh, we probably should get into our topic for today since yes. we are probably going to run away with this for a while. Yep. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about healthy relationships with food and exercise. Um, I guess, do you want to start with like maybe talking about our relationships with food and exercise like over the years and how they've morphed and that kind of stuff very much so my relationship with food and exercise has changed heaps so Mm. I remember being in year 11 and 12 and doing what everyone else was doing and not eating and you know had a little phase of like bulimia there and everything like the the standard stuff that I feel like everyone's given a crack at some point maybe not everyone but you know um but no and I it was only probably about 18 months ago or even closer to two years ago where I started really going to the gym and lifting weights and not just doing cardio and like had properly learned that I need to eat a lot of food. Like you need to eat between like 1800 and 2000. Well, for my height anyway, 2000 calories a day to lose weight, you know, starving myself wasn't going to get me there. And that's a lot of food. And it was a massive like change in mentality especially over the last couple of years to sit back and go and to force myself to eat that amount of food, but know that it's actually going to get me closer to my goal. Yeah. It's, um, I've had a similar experience. Like I've been put on that diet the last week and my calorie, it's a deficit, but my calorie hit uh, target is 1600. Yeah. And 
it's not far of a deficit. Like for someone my height, you're probably looking at around seventeen fifty anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I have I have to actively try and hit that target every day, and that's at sixteen hundred. Like yeah. it's it's a decent amount of food, particularly for someone who works. I was saying to him this morning that it's it's hard for me. I think I get hungry not because of the amount of food, but because I'm going six hours at a time at work yeah. without food. So I'm eating two meals before I start work, waiting for ages and then having like dinner really late. Yeah. Um to the other two. So it's yeah, it's interesting when you really look at it, like how little food we do consume and then looking at the difference in like calorie dense foods versus ones that aren't yeah um and how much food you can fit actually fit into that 1500 calorie uh 1500 16 18 whatever it is 100 calories um because i yesterday going to the cricket i didn't have a chance to eat and it took me like I had my salad at work for lunch or after work. I had my like breakfast and my salad. It took me eating four gluten-free bread rolls to hit my carbs. Yeah. That was crazy. Like I'm just sitting there fucking showing back bread rolls and just like, once you actually understand how to break it down, like you can not limit yourself in the same ways, like instead of cutting everything out. Yeah more knowledgeable about what you can and can't have. Like I, I ate two of those bread rolls, dipping it in gravy, like <laughs> sick time. I'm so okay with that. I think I can have that at a dinner. <laughs> I think, a, I think a big eye opening moment for me was about a week and a half ago at work. Actually. Um, one of the girls that I work with and she's, I think she's 23. So she's that little bit younger than me. Um, mm. But she said to me, she's like, Oh, Steph, I really want to go to the gym. Like I have a gym membership, but I don't know what to do. I just do classes, blah, blah, blah. Like, and she knows that I go to the gym a lot and lift weight and et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, can I come to the gym with you? Like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'd love to teach you a few things. But what was really eye-opening for me was when I told her that you actually burn more calories by lifting weight instead of doing cardio because all she was doing yeah. was cardio. And, and that she nearly fell off her chair. She could not believe yep. it. And I just, that was such a moment where I'm like, what do you mean you don't know that? And I know I still have so much to learn, but that's who I was like three years ago. Yeah. And I've had a similar experience <coughs> in terms of like, I'm just going to die for a second. <laughs> a similar experience in terms of like my hormones where I was always told because I have extra testosterone not to lift heavy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas... I come from a family who likes to lift heavy shit and I'm quite good at lifting heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And in the last week, so I was always told high reps, low weight. Yeah. So in the last week we've changed that mentality and we've decided to see if it works at high yeah. reps, uh, low reps, high weight, high weight. What do, you, what do you mean? What would you consider high reps, low weight? So instead of, for example, my, my squat one rep max is 90 kilos, yeah. right? So my doctor um, and previous people, and I'm not saying any of this is right or wrong. I'm just saying for my body composition and whatever, and my hormone levels, this is what I'm testing. Um, so I was told that if my one rep max was 90 kilos, then I'm probably looking at doing sets of 10 at 60 tops. Yeah. Like, not to go any higher because I'm just going to jack up. That's yep. 
basically what I was told. Um, whereas, you know, at the moment I'm doing, I'm starting my sets at 60 yeah, and working up. And in the last week I did my measurements this morning in the last week I've lost centimeters that I haven't been able to budge in the last two years. Yeah. Because you've been one week of eating properly and lifting and lifting heavier. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's definitely going to be the answer for everyone, but I'm, it, it goes back to that point of what you say. Like a lot of people think that cardio is um, the most important thing and, and devalue lifting weights and think they're going to get jacked. But realistically, I don't think you, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Well, what I, what I loved, um, obviously pre COVID, I was a whole different person, you know, for nine months there before COVID hit um, my ex and I had been on like a very, not even strict diet plan. We were again, calorie deficit. We were eating five meals a day um, and a super heavy training plan. But what I found, and again, this was a new discovery for me was that I weighed the same, but my entire body had changed. And and that was purely because muscle weighs more than fat. And all I'd been doing was lifting. Yeah. And that's it. Like I am measuring in centimeters and because I'm doing it for his, um, so he can have a case study kind of thing. I've been recording videos and taking photos every day so we can put it together um, at the end and just see like an actual transformation. Um, but I have no, I couldn't tell you what I weighed on scale. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I'm not interested in knowing um, because visibly, like I can see a difference. Yeah. I've got lines like you know, when you get the muscle lines, like on your quads and stuff, like when that changes and it gets more dense. So like that kind of thing has started showing up and yep. like my ab lines are coming in when I'm like in the mornings, that kind of thing. And I would rather um, use that as a tool to decide whether or not something is working than a number on a scale. Cause you're right. Like if I'm looking at the number on a scale, I'm only going to get heavier. Yes. Because I'm short and full of muscle. <laughs> I'm only going to get heavier. <laughs> yeah. Well, they always say that you should never judge weight loss, especially if you're training by the number on the scale for that exact reason. But I think that's where a lot of people get caught up in the like unhealthy relationship with exercise in the sense that they're so fixated on losing weight and that number going down and down and down. And that's when they avoid weight training and all that kind of stuff because they like that number starts to steady out and they're like what's happening like surely no like I must be putting on weight like I'm I'm doing everything right but you don't realize that like that number on the scale is gonna go up and down and fluctuate yeah and also the whole concept of muscle weighs more like it depends on your goals and your intentions like if you want to be lean like super lean and not look muscular then you know maybe weight training isn't for you but yeah if you want to be want to look lean but strong um and be healthy then i just still don't think regardless the number on the scale should be the thing we're using to judge that and i think that's where people kind of get caught up and caught out to be honest see i'm still like i still have a goal weight now that i understand things a bit a bit better i understand that maybe it's a little bit out of reach weight wise necessarily but i'm more focused on my goal body fat percentage these days 
Oh, see, I'm just focused on I want to look at myself in the mirror and go, yeah, okay, that that checks out. <laughs> I just okay. I want I want to be super lean. I want to be back at like 15% body fat. That's kind of my my little goal, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean everyone's got different goals for what they want to achieve. Um, I think mine's pretty like we've said we said this before on the body is morphia episode that I'm pretty like nonchalant when it comes to this shit. Um, but the fact that, yeah, mine, mine is simply just, I want to look in the mirror and be like, Hey, that's sick. I look cool. <laughs> like, yeah, like, cause at the moment it's actually like shit that I'm losing weight because none of my clothes fit. So yep. Oh wow. How, how terrible. I know I went, I was at work the other day and my pants almost fell down when I put my phone in my pocket and I was like, well, this is unfortunate. Now I'm going to have to put it away. Like I'm supposed to. <laughs> Or you could just wear a belt, but you know. Uh, I mean, like, like tie up basically fucking board shorts at this point. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. I work in a wanky beachside. Um, <laughs> yes. In your sailing shorts. Yeah, basically. That's yeah. basically like sailing shorts. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, I did want to touch on for a second... I guess, Instagram and all of the fitness influencers out there and two on Instagram on two, um, on two sides. So the fitness influencers and that, and how some of them aren't necessarily peddling a good narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then also I guess the pressures of seeing every day what other people look like, um, and then wanting to, wanting to reach that, but not, not taking into account they don't look like that when they're sitting down. Like everyone has roles when they're sitting down, like that kind of stuff. Although I do appreciate, just to quickly slide in there, um, in Instagram influencers these days, more so they've been, always been doing it, but it's becoming more of a trend, doing the like what my body looks like, but what my body also looks like. Yeah, no, I do appreciate that. Yeah. I do appreciate that, like the difference between like a pose and – um, just how you would normally stand kind of makes, yeah. makes a massive difference. Um, but I guess like, yeah, every, seeing every day, like these bodies that you can't achieve, it's got to have like a, a weird effect on your mental health for sure. Like, and not being able to, a lot of the time, like personal trainers are expensive. I'm pretty lucky that I've got one in my back pocket. Yes. Um, they're like they're expensive so not being able to access that kind of professional help in terms of like like you said the girl from work is like I don't know what to do in a gym not being able to access professional help to tell you what to do because if if you do something wrong in the gym you can hurt yourself yeah pretty bad and knowing where to start your weights and all that kind of stuff so seeing that every day and then being frustrated and lost like I can see how that can be full on for a person what I what I do appreciate though when I first started out uh, started like my little gym journey and first started like using weights instead of just going to classes there were a couple of instances where I'd have people come up to me and be like hey you should uh you should not stand like that how about you try this so you don't break yourself and I appreciated that man that's that's taken me a long time my mum is literally that person. Like yeah. she will go and correct techniques in the gym. And I'm like, this is kind of embarrassing, but I know it's also <laughs> beneficial. So like off you go. No, you I go really, well. 
I, well, okay, so this is going to be a little embarrassing story, but you know the um the peck fly machine. Yes, I don't use machines, but yes. No, so this is way back when when I first started doing gym stuff, other than like your classes. So like the yeah. peck fly machine, I didn't realize you could change the setting on where you did the peck fly. So it was set in like the opposite way. So my arms are behind my back as I'm trying to like yeah. bring the fucking peck fly thing forward. And I've had this chick come up and she's like, you know, it really doesn't have to be that hard. And I've watched her change the setting. So I don't have to bend myself in half to use this machine. But no, just little things like that, you know? That's like me on every machine. Like the only machines I use are the, um, the hamstring curls and like, quad extensions and like those kinds of ones yeah um but like I'm short so every machine that I use in the gym I have to change it or I have to pull myself forward and hold myself up rather than sit against the backrest like on the ones that aren't you can't move so like learning those sorts of tricks is like was like a godsend for me because I'm like I got no fucking clue do you know how hard it is for me to get a leg press to work after someone who's like six foot tall has used it (laughs) And like, you're like, you have to like go up the seat, like against yeah. gravity to put your feet on the fucking thing. So you can bring it back down. So you can bring it back down. And you know, what's yeah. the worst thing about that. If you've already loaded the weights on, then you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to unload the weights and then bring it back down. And you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah Being yes. Short Being short sucks. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's full on. But then like, the other thing, I guess, in the last week that I've changed as well is like, I've had a few food cravings yes. that I wouldn't usually have, but like talking myself out of them and putting more, more priority on making sure that I have the right fuel in my body to get through my day. Cause my days can be quite long as can yours and as can a lot of people's. So making sure I'm utilizing the calories I'm putting into my body in the best way possible and not just, you know, yes, I can eat four bread rolls and that can get me through, but that's not the most efficient thing for me to eat. A really good tip that I learned and I, I learned this years and years ago and I've, I've used it since and it really does help is, you know, when you're not necessarily on a diet, but you're trying to eat properly and you have those cravings and you go, I can't have that. Yeah. The word can't is really fucking toxic because, you know, I don't know about you, but you grow up that little bit defiant. So if you're told you can't do something, the first thing you do is you go and do it. You do right. it. Yeah. Um, so I changed and stopped saying I can't do that or I can't eat that. To, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, yeah, like I don't want that. I don't want to put that in my body. I don't want to eat that. And that little mentality change and just that little like psychological trick stopped me from craving food. Yeah. Craving and that, food. like, that's yeah. it. Like, I think it's another thing that's easy when you've got a PT in your back pocket to like kind of be able to figure out, but there's definitely tools out there. Like, um, you know, him even putting together my plan, he used other people's tools um, yep. There's a personal trainer named James Smith who has a, um, I'm listening to his book, his audio book at the moment that's um, called Not a Life Coach, but he's got another one um, that's not a diet book. And then his on his website, he's got like a calorie calculator into yep. like where you can put in like your height, your like muscle kind of like what you 
general composition of your body is like not specific, that kind of thing. Um, so you can put all that in and he'll give you a number of calories and a protein goal. Yeah. So that's the way we've done mine is like, I have a number of total calories. I have a protein goal and then Mr. Biggs worked it out. So I have my, which way, like my carbs and my fat and what I should be hitting for both of those, but I can borrow from each. Yeah. Like that's necessarily set being that I don't eat gluten. It's generally easier for me to get my fats in. Mm -hmm. Um, then that's just me being conscious of getting good fats in rather than sugars and, you know, saturated fats. Yeah. But yeah, the cravings thing, like just little things, even like, um, you know, wanting Guzman last night for dinner instead of before bread rolls, you know, I had them next to me and I was like, what do I have to do in order to make that happen? And he's like, well, you can get it, but you either have to choose between the beans or the rice and this blah, blah. like he's not pressuring me into doing any of this at all yeah. he's like just helping me when I ask the questions mm-hmm. uh, and he's like well you either have to do this. and I was like it's too fucking hard <laughs> like if I want if I want to do this for me and I want to do this for him and I like I'm seeing the results it's too fucking hard to go and blow out my calories like that and yeah. that's when you realize like when you kind of put it that way and look at you know how much of your daily intake that something like that takes up you're like I don't want to do that like a large KFC chips is not worth not eating for the rest of the day I'm sorry it's not yeah Yeah. like and the risk that they don't put any salt on it is absolutely not worth it either (laughs) weigh up your priorities there it's like maybe not the best thing to do um I like the mentality of like, I don't want to put this in my body. Not I can't, but I don't want to. And like aligning priorities in terms of your goals and your motivations and making sure it's a genuine motivation and a genuine goal. So you do fundamentally not want to do that thing rather than telling yourself you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've gotten to the point where, um, so I, I'm a big vision board person. I've spoken about this on the podcast plenty of fucking times. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I'd, I'd always have other people and their body goals and just like fitness photos as my fitness motivation. And I'm like, I want to get to that point. Um, yeah. But another really good shift of mine was recently is like, I've got a photo of me at my fittest on my yeah. vision board now. Cause I'm like, that's me. That's more, it's what I'm capable of. I'm not capable of looking like anyone else yeah, because exactly. no one else has my body. Yeah. And I've got the same thing on mine. Like I've got, um, I've got a photo of me at the gym and then I've got a photo of me in a dress that I currently don't fit into. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I probably do. I probably could fit into it now, but yeah. the photo where I look quite small um, and I like the kind of tone that I'm showing off in that photo. Um, so that's like definitely a more, I think it's a more genuine motivator than if you have like somebody else's body because your yours is never going to actually look like that. Yeah. Like you can look your version of that, but it's never going to actually look like that. So I think that's, I think you're onto something there. Definitely. Exactly. Right. It, it's any goal that isn't your physical body. Like if you do use imagery, like I do, it's just not achievable at the end of the day. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, all right. Well, we've been harping on for a little bit and I know you have a story 
<laughs> so yes. shall, we, shall we move into um, Hulk skinny Bad diets, <laughs> bad diets, and skinny teeth. Yes, I would like this. Um, so we spoke, we briefly touched on this uh, prior to recording the podcast. So I have a little story that I would like yeah, to share with the world. It's a bit of an embarrassing story. Um, so My I favorite. A, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, skinny teas and fad diets. So essentially, obviously, everyone knows a skinny tea is basically like a warm laxative. You'll drink it and then for the next day you'll just shit through the eye of a needle. Like that's just how it is. I'm sorry for my language. That's um, because you don't shit at all. Well, it, well I do. <laughs> just ask the skinny tees. Um, okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> now I didn't know this. So I'd started this fad diet with a girlfriend of mine. And do you remember when I made you do Mount Lofty when we were in Adelaide? Yeah. Yep. Tis a wee bit of a hike. It is all uphill. There is no yep. bathrooms around, right? It's literally up the side of a mountain. Yeah. This story isn't as bad as you think it is, but so I've taken my, my skinny tea the night before bed the night before. Yep. And it's the first time I've done it. So my body is completely just not used to this system. And we're like halfway up Mount Lofty the next morning. It's seven o'clock in the morning when I need to go to the toilet. And yeah. And I don't mean kind of need to poo. I mean, you find me a bush now. You're kissing. Pardon? You're kissing cotton. Uh, I'm going to have to kiss yeah. cotton. And it was so bad. And I've never had my insides feel like this. Like we'd be walking up the hill and I'm just like, I just need to get to the top. I just need to get to the top of this fucking mountain before I ship yeah. myself. Like this is where this was at. And I've got my best friend at the time looking for bushes, looking for like appropriate shrubware, shrub, shrubbery and seeing if anyone's coming. But Mount Lofty is a busy mountain. Like you don't have privacy at this point. No. I have to like jump a fence and go into a forest and just make it happen. But then how do you clean up? You know, like that's going to be a disaster. You don't want to be in that situation. I mean, yeah. You can leave your shit there and pass it off as a dog, but how do you wipe your ass? No, no, that, you can't pass that off as a dog unless the dog like exploded. <laughs> Couldn't have passed it off as a dog. Oh, <laughs> that's God. like it would have been like what happens when you feed a pigeon aspirin and it just pops. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, and that—that's just my little experience. It was horrible, and it, it felt—I've never experienced a pain like that. Like it felt like my insides were shredding, and but I made it. Skinny from it. Pardon. Did you get super skinny from it? I definitely lost all of my water weight. Which For is that immediate moment? That <laughs> and immediate. then not Well, that, that's what they are, right? They make you shit through the eye of a needle. You lose all of your water weight and then you're dehydrated and that's what makes you lose weight, per se, on the scale. Yeah. It's a sham. So it's, not, so it's a sham. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. That, well, that was the point we were getting at is it's not healthy. It's not productive. Yeah. It's not good for you. And it's a fucking sham. Well, like, not... It's not not to mention, um, you remember back in the 90s when eating laxatives were a form of how women would lose weight? It's the same thing. Yeah. Right? Is women would eat laxatives to just get rid of everything they put in their body. But the problem is, is if your insides and your intestines go enough time without actually having to work, then they stop working and you stop yeah. processing food because your body's like, fuck it, why do I need to do this? 
or you'll start like fat storing as well. You'll start storing fats because you're not putting anything in. So then you'll stop losing weight because your body's like must hold on to everything. And then you end up getting because you start storing everything because your body's like, well, fuck, she took it off me last time. She's probably going to take it off me again. Exactly. And you destroy your metabolism. You destroy your metabolism. And it's the same thing. Like, obviously some of these fad diets work, but like, is it just because it's like sexy and has like an Instagram trend behind it that people do it? Like what's wrong with just eating healthy? I like, think, no, it's the mentality behind it. It's kind of like the whole, you know, when you, when you think of diseases, it's kind of the whole, if you cure a disease, you kill an industry. Yeah. Like the, the beauty industry is built on insecurities. Yeah. If women weren't, if women were secure in themselves, there'd be a lot of people out there that go broke. And yeah, so instead just, of offering a long-term actual fix to a problem, you just offer a short-term non-maintainable fix because yeah. then in two months time, you can offer another short-term non, not maintainable fix. Exactly. And you teach women and you teach young adults and you teach teenagers to forever be unhappy with themselves because there's always going to be someone skinnier and prettier and fitter. And yeah. if you teach women to forever be unhappy, then they'll forever be feeding the beauty industry. And the skinny teas will remain lucrative. Yes, precisely. So fucking stupid. But yeah, no, I like, I agree. I'm, well, we talked about this in the body dysmorphia episode in the sense that I never really fell prey to any of those things, um, which I'm super grateful for. Um, But I do, like I see every day how it's super hard not to fall prey to them. Um, like I see them everywhere. So I definitely, I definitely agree with like, agree with that mentality of like, yeah, it's, it's there every day. So obviously it's working and you get the right people pushing it and that, you know, Kardashians pushing a skinny tea and you look at them and like, they're not obviously not taking this, that tea. Yeah. You look at them and you're like, oh, but I want to look like a Kardashian. So I must do everything they say. Exactly. Um, and they yeah, end up having a bunch of impressionable 14 year old girls doing dumb shit and you're like you guys are gonna fuck yourself like then you bring in the whole element of like excessive weight loss and losing periods and that could have dramatic effects later on in life and you like you don't think of that at the time but yeah. if you just ate fucking healthy you'd be fine well a really big like, eye-opening movie and it kind of came out the perfect time for me I was in high school was um to the bone with Lily Collins in it yeah. Excellent yeah. movie. Super eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, that's definitely a movie that's worth watching um, for this sort of stuff. Lily Collins, great actress. Her, um, I've read her autobiography, actually. Very good. Very, very good. Interesting. I, I might have to read that. No, don't, because I've got so many books right now that I need to read. Don't do this. <laughs> I'm doing audio books at the moment, not actual books. But, yes, I, I 100% get you. Um, is there any final comments you want to make? Because... I actually have to go and take my brother home. So, <laughs> oh, so you're going to leave me? Well, I mean, okay. hopefully hopefully next week we'll be back face-to-face and I don't get locked down again. No, well, hopefully, because I've got more cricket to go to and this one's in Brisbane, so... Oh, yeah, so you'll be up my way. May, wait, on a Monday? Sunday. Monday. Monday? Oof, you might even be able to bring the equipment up. I mean, well, it's a, it's a test match, so I will definitely be occupied for the entirety of the day. Um, so unless you would like to come to the cricket. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll right. Maybe on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've got, 
I've got nothing else to add. I guess, do you have any tips for anyone listening? I just learn, just educate yourself. Personal trainer. <laughs> Date a personal trainer. That too. Or don't because they can be super fucking toxic. I just lucked out. <laughs> no, I think one of the biggest things I learned through growing up was I was wrong about everything. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. a hard pill to swallow. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, I guess like don't overcomplicate it. Don't think it has to be some crazy diet or some crazy exercise routine and or anything like that. Just like eating healthy and eating consciously and that kind of stuff can be enough, I guess. It's probably like I'm no nutritionist and I'm no naturopath, but fuck it seems to work. Seems yeah. seems too good to be true. And so, anything yeah. worth doing will take time. Yeah, exactly. Like don't expect to see results. Like I've seen results in a week, but I don't expect to see any more results after here, like in yeah. terms of like, dramatic ones. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing, like, I guess is if you've got weight to lose, you're going to lose it quickly. And once you hit a plateau, like that's, that's perfectly normal <laughs> um, yeah. because it's harder to lose weight. The smaller you are, the less exactly. weight you have to lose, the harder it is to lose it. Yeah. And I think, and I really preach the non-drinking alcohol. My body feels so different. You know, I haven't had any alcohol in 11 days. That's not that long. I used to go months without a drink. And I haven't had alcohol in 11 days and I feel lighter. My insides feel better. Like I'm already detoxed. And it's so good, man. I don't know. I don't drink a lot of alcohol as it is. But like um, my thing is just like I don't, I haven't woken up any day in the last however long feeling like shit. Isn't that nice? Not hungover or anything. But not hungover and it's delightful. Not self-inflicted rundown. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like, you did this to yourself. (laughs) Now it's like, no, this is just the world doing this to me. Excellent. Incredible. This life. This is just what we do. Yeah. Anyway. um, Well, I'll get you, let you get back to uh, your last one hour and 47 minutes of lockdown. Um, I, I have so many of my four walls to see. Thank you. That's, I mean, you should have painted them. You might have been able to watch it dry. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyway, well, no, actually, I have, uh, I believe it, you said it. It's the jinx thing is I, I have to get gastro now within the next hour and 40 minutes. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, go drink a tea. Yeah, go drink a tea. Do you think? Um, all right. Well, standard procedure, everyone. Thank you for listening to mm-hmm. Okay With podcast i hope this episode was kind of helpful it was a little bit more of a just a chat really between us but which is i um, like this we like this we like this but i hope it was more helpful um at least a little bit helpful and i guess if you have any questions or want any like if you want to find pts we're definitely more than more than happy to help out in that respect um, with people who we follow and we trust and that kind of stuff. So yeah, and uh, we appreciate it if you've gotten this far with the the uh, computer audio. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. Fucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you all next week on Okay Hope- Seriously. Hopefully, yeah. in person. Audio. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> face was just cuddles yeah i cuddled a lot of men at one time hey but it's a mentality like i was a fuck boy and i'm willing to admit it have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to where do men draw the line like i got the breakfast and told her then there's no but sometimes i put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh, it was